1: inside sources welcome back everyone final segment of inside sources today i am boyd matheson opinion editor at the deseret news and uh, just a quick programming reminder that uh, tomorrow uh, tomorrow will be the last let me speak to the governor with governor gary herbert uh so the end of uh, of a long line and uh, tradition and legacy there and the governor's actually going to join us uh, at uh, 1145 tomorrow. Uh, so we'll get an extra little bit of time in before uh, he has let me speak to the governor, which will go from noon until one and will again be his final. Let me speak to the governor. I can't wait to ask him about the compact and uh, that initiative. What a great legacy and a great way to round out the year. Uh, And as he comes to the conclusion of his time as Utah's governor, uh, really looking forward to that. So make sure you set your clock tomorrow and uh, listen in uh, to a special little extension there. We'll get 15 minutes with the governor before Let Me Speak to the Governor, which starts at noon tomorrow right here on KSL News Radio. If you missed any of the programming today, uh, my interview with McKay Coppins and uh, his focus uh, for the Atlantic, fascinating story there. You can always pick those up on the uh, KSL News Radio app powered by any uh, our services. Great way to just make sure you're always tuned in, checked in uh, and on with everything happening here in the state and across the country through KSL News Radio. So as promised as we round out the day today, today uh, interesting date in history, uh, not just because it's my 32nd anniversary, so uh, one more shout out to Debbie today, uh, but we should have uh, taken note that it's also the anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. And, of course, the Boston Tea Party uh, was a group of colonists uh, disguised as Mohawk Indians. They boarded three British tea ships. They dumped 342 chests of tea into the harbor. Uh, it was a protest. It was a protest uh, primarily against uh, the British Parliament's uh, Tea Act of 1773, uh, a bill a bill that was really designed uh, to save the uh, faltering and failing East India Company. And so, of course, uh, the Americans did what Americans always did—they protested. Uh, they threw some things into the into the harbor, and that's something we do in the country. We do protest, and uh, that's what Boston Tea Party was was all about. But there's some really key lessons in there uh, for both political parties, uh, and this is why. So, if you go back, uh, if you think through the the Broadway classic uh, Les Mis. And, of course, the hero, Jean Valjean, uh, he, he asks and poses the ultimate question, who am I? And as he went through that review of who he had been, who he currently seemed to be, and the power of the oppressor, the, the opposition that he faced, uh, and what the future would hold, uh, Jean Valjean is really questioning who he is at his core and what he's willing to stand up and speak out for. Uh, regardless of consequence. And, and that's an important thing for each of us to do, obviously, as individuals. Who are we? What do we stand for? What matters? What What are we at our core? And as we come to the end of 2020 and all of the political debates and elections and votes and recounts and certifications and all of those things, uh, it's a good opportunity to ask that same question. Who am I? And I don't believe that the Democrats know who they are as a party. And I would say to an even greater degree, the Republicans do not know who they are. And I think the beginning of the new year is a good opportunity for both parties to sit down and do some thinking. Uh, We've become so ingrained in the negative campaigning and the constant attacks. Uh, We watch the national news media, the cable news networks, and it is wall to wall and it's everything that they are against. And really interesting, uh, Pew Research, uh, the Pew Research Center did a poll that showed that 40 percent of both Democrats and Republicans so nearly half of all Democrats and half of all Republicans belong to their political party because they opposed the other party. So the reason they have a membership in a party is because they are against the other party rather than because they are aligned with the principles of their own party. Think about that for a minute. Uh, that's something we'll dive into in the in the weeks ahead Because neither the Democrats nor the Republicans seem to be able to answer the question, who am I? And this being consumed and even defined by what you are against makes it impossible for either party to have a positive vision moving forward. I think it's one of the great challenges uh, that President-elect Joe Biden is struggling with. His party can't answer the question, and so he's kind of tap dancing around a whole bunch of different things. And he needs to get very clear, and I hope he does get very clear uh, in terms of who he is and what kind of president he is going to be. I think we've heard some nuances and some things that are close to that, uh, but I still think it's much more about what they are against than what they are for, and the Republicans are that in triplicate. Uh, Many of you have heard me reference before uh, something that we uh, called the Boston to Philadelphia model uh, when I was in the Senate office back in Washington, D.C., uh, and it stems from this date in history, the Boston Tea Party. The Tea Party was a protest against the kind of government those early colonists did not want. But had they stopped at protest, what we celebrate today as the anniversary of the Boston Tea Party wouldn't even have been a footnote in history. Just one more angry mob yelling at a big oppressive government. But they didn't. The early colonists marched forward. And it took them 14 years to get from Boston where they protested against what they were not for to get to Philadelphia in 1787, where they put down in the Constitution, this is what we are for. This is the kind of government we do want. And so there's a great lesson there from Boston to Philadelphia to Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, There's a lot for us to learn. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio's Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference.
0: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.